0: Welcome to We Are All Americans, conversations about how family stories are passed down from generation to generation and what it means to be American in the context of multiculturalism, immigration, military service, Black Lives Matter, white privilege, and indigeneity. This episode was recorded during an oral history recording workshop at the Reciprocity Los Angeles Artist Retreat, organized by Asylum Arts and the Institute for Jewish Creativity at American Jewish University.
1: Uh, would you like to share about how your family came to America?
0: I would love to share with you how my family came to America, except the only thing is, I don't, I, to be totally honest, I don't know exactly how they came to America, um, but I do know where they're from, and I think for this, I'm going to um, focus talking about my father's side, um, because that's kind of where I have the most knowledge and, like, who I talk with the most in terms of, like, ancestry in that way. Um, my dad's mom's family is Italian, um, and they came from Palermo, which is in Sicily. Um, and, uh, I know that, that, like, I always have connected really strongly with, like, my Italian, Italian identity, um, which is funny because, to be honest, I don't know, like, a crazy amount about Italy or about my, I've never met my family that is, like, still living there now because they're not, like, in really close contact with my father's side, um, but it's really interesting. I think that there's a lot of the things that my father has talked about my family, my Italian family like the way that they act and the qualities that were passed down to them culturally um, feel very familiar to me so that's something like I hold closely in terms of ancestry of being like yeah, that like makes sense that I'm Italian and why I connect with like other people that I meet that are Italian um, and yeah so I know that my grandma's family came from Palermo, and, uh, they were then in, uh, a lot of, like, they were in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. and then New York, um, and I think they actually were in New York first, and my great-grandfather had a, um, really big factory that made, like, syrups, like, flavoring, um, like, for, for liquor and for sodas, um, and they changed... When they moved to New York, they changed their name from Torre Grossa, which is their Italian name, to just Tori. Um, so that is an interesting thing that I think is, I think I've heard a lot of stories from people who um, have migrated and have changed their last name to be a little bit less obvious um, in some way, which is very interesting to me, especially when I like found that out and Realize that like my family's last name wasn't always Tori that it was like Toregosa um, so that's kind of interesting um, and then I know that my dad's father Harold um, Friedman that is the Jewish part of um, my father's family and they're from um, Hungary they're from Budapest and um, so yeah that's kind of what I know about my father's family and then I'm, I'm pretty sure that my mom's side are both, I want to I think my grandfather is Polish and I think that possibly my grandmother who I call Bubby, Nettie she, I think her, is your grandma?
1: My right? Sorry to interrupt but no, my
0: inter-
1: I my, <laughs> my great grandmother who I called Bubby, her name was also Nettie. <gasps> no! And she is Polish, but I know her name, uh, was Nahama, Okay. Cool. and Nettie was like the Americanized nickname or version of her name, okay. but I'd never heard of anybody being called Nettie. I that's don't know. really so cool. I, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. My Polish puppy is Nettie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's really special.
1: Is that a, just a nickname as well? Maybe, maybe that means something that I don't know, but that was like her name, um, <laughs> on all her. yeah. Like she legally changed it
0: really cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know actually if that was her full name. I know that she was raised very Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was a different or, or her, he maybe she identified with her Hebrew name when she was younger, but her family spoke a lot of Yiddish and, um, yeah, so that's, but yeah, I don't know that much about how they, how they ended up here. Um, but sometimes it's interesting for me to think about just even not that long ago, what it was like to be a Jewish family in these different places, not, not that long ago, like in the 50s and 60s, like when my parents were born. Um, I know that my dad has talked to me about going back to Italy, and a lot of Italy is is pretty religious, like pretty Catholic, and so when he goes back, like his last name is Friedman, and that's always, like, um, there's, like, a recognition of that. People are like, oh, you're Jewish. You know, it's, a, it's kind of, I don't know if it's uncomfortable, but it's like, he's Jewish, you know, like, not yeah. the norm.
1: It's a part of his identity that, you know, he doesn't share with, I guess, his Italian family. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so yeah. I've always, I really want to go to Italy and meet my family. Curious what that would be like culturally because um, my, yeah, my grandmother on my dad's side wasn't super religious, but um, they did go to church. And um, my mom has told me stories of going to church with my dad when they were together and being like, and she grew up in a very Jewish family, so kind of that like feeling of like, this is so different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was talking about before I got off track was that when my bubby and grandpa, who are my mom's parents, um, they moved all over. They were like, I believe they were in Pittsburgh. Like my mom was born in Pittsburgh, but then they pretty soon after moved to Miami. And then after they were in Miami, they were in Newport beach, like for most of the rest of my mom's child life, um, through high school. And still to this day, (coughs) And, um, my mom told me what it was like to be a, like, young Jewish girl in Newport Beach at the time, which was, like, the epicenter of, like, the Beach Boys, like, Bikini, like, Laguna Beach, like, teenagers in convertibles and surfboards. So it was a lot of, like, really, um, teeny, tiny, skinny, like, girls in bikinis with blonde, long blonde hair. And... My mom was, like, this kind of pudgy Jewish girl with, um, short brown hair and kind of, and was a theater kid, and, um, it, it's made me thought, like, think a lot about in my life, um, what it means to identify with other people who are Jewish, and it's actually been really interesting on this, with this retreat, which, for whoever's listening, we're on a, like, Jewish artist retreat, and, um... Something I've been thinking a lot about recently is bodies and noticing thoughts about, like, being judgmental about bodies. Um, and there was, like, this comfort when I got here because I can see a lot of similarities with my body and other people's bodies who are Jewish. Even though it's, like, such a spectrum and it, it varies so much, And but it is cool to, like, feel that, like, oh, yes, that... Is why I don't, you know, like my body is, is shaped differently than other people. And that's like, can be, when that can be connected with like lineage and ancestry, there's like a really special comfort to that, you know? And like, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I think often when your body feels other than you feel just like, I mean, perhaps like the typical, not in a Jewish circle body, there's sort it's. You know, a American, like Anglo white body, perhaps is mir- mirrored of what the ideal yes. are in culture, and um, to be in a space where everybody is a little bit curvier, hairier, yes. <laughs> you know, all the things that <laughs> come with being Jewish. Often, um, it definitely feels warm and welcome.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really cool feeling. So, I've been thinking a lot about that and about. Um, what like ancestry means and I guess that ties into the question of like what does it mean to be American and that's not a question I've thought a lot about because I think I sometimes don't identify as being like I don't often think like I'm so proud to be an American because there's a lot of really awful things happening in America right now and I also feel more like Um, I, like, my identity is more, like, I'm, I'm Jewish, you know, or, like, my ancestors are Italian and Polish, um, as opposed to, like, I'm an American, um, but in my, like, utopian ideal America, what that would mean is, like, creating a safe country where, like, we can acknowledge that we're all immigrants, and can celebrate that And be supportive of one another And also do as much as we can To be welcoming To new immigrants Because that's how we were started And like I just wish so badly That America I mean I think a lot of Americans do Like a lot of like liberal like Progressive Americans feel this way But I wish that like our government Could Recognize that America Is built off of immigrants and that we are all immigrants and so to now decide to create these like really aggressive and hateful orders and kind of this energy of like this is ours we're protecting what's ours like and everyone else must stay out and if you come in you're like an alien is such a like traumatic and detrimental idea of of being American that I wish that what American could mean would be like the acknowledgement that we're all immigrants and then the celebration and compassionate support of immigrants of all for all time. You know, that there's not a point where it's like, okay, we've supported immigrants for this long and now, now we're going to stop. You know, I think it's really like uncomfortable and embarrassing and terrible that that's kind of where we're at. Yeah.
1: yeah i mean i think our country has always always been built on immigrants but um and there's always been waves of um you know fearing the immigrant and the other even though it's just a part of our fabric and it's not actually increasing or changing it's just as far as when there are waves of immigration it kind of somehow always sows fear in like mm-hmm. this national pride and i mean I, we're seeing it all over the world but it's yeah. it's quite sad to see depending on what sort of government leadership the reception of it but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: totally yeah so oh one more thing that i yeah. wish america would be more supportive of mm-hmm. um, and this is not to like devalue all the really special parts that I think there are a lot of really amazing privileges, not privileges, but like blessings that we have in America. And like, for some people, I think there's also like a big, you know, there's also a lot of people who don't have comforts, but, um, I wish that it was more supportive to its citizens (laughs) In terms of healthcare and, like, the arts, I think those are two areas that are, like, really ignored and, like, made to be such a struggle. So, Mm -hmm. in my utopian American society, those would be acknowledged and people would feel supported and maybe then would feel safer and more happier to, like, be compassionate. That's it.
1: (laughs) Um. I guess I'll, I'll shift the conversation, yeah. but, um, I, I feel inclined to speak about my boobie named Nettie now. Yes. Yeah. I okay. think it's quite funny. Um, well, my great grandmother, whose name was Nechama and then went by Nettie and is my Bobby, um, came to America from Poland when she was 11 mm-hmm. and, I, of course, I think I learned most about her and her experience through my grandmother because of perhaps being a granddaughter and a grandmother, just how that sort of close bond is perhaps supports sharing these stories more than my grandfather. It's just how it turned out. But um, I know about some of um, the hardships of her experience moving here because um when she, she they came through Ellis Island. I often joke that I'm from Ellis Island yes. because so much of my family I mean a mix of um Hungarian, Irish, Italian, Russian, Polish, Belarus, yes. it's basically all of the New York immigrants. Exactly. So yeah. and coming through Ellis Island. But um when her family came, she didn't speak any English, and she was 11, and she was put in kindergarten, mm. which I think was really hard and almost humiliating. and um, It was a humiliating experience for her, and she worked really hard to speak English and sort of find her way to be like on par with people her age. Yeah. And um, she... I don't know too much about her parents, but I know there was sort of like a migration starting from the Bronx, then to Queens, then, uh, I guess it was like Lower East Side, Bronx, Queens. I'm not exactly sure the, the order, but within New York, um, and her husband owned a hardware store in the Lower East Side, which was called Rothstein's Hardware. Um, and, it's kind of, you know, hazy from there, what her experience was, because um, I don't really know if I ever directly spoke to her about it. Mm-hmm. And I think I have most of my knowledge through my grandmother, who speaks of her father working all hours, all days in the city, never seeing him. Mm-hmm. And sort of this like uh, pain from feeling like the loss of not having a father because he was so hard working. Mm-hmm. And, um, later in my life, my great grandmother moved to Florida where I grew up in like kind of like an older Jewish retirement home (laughs) and had a new relationship with her then. And she passed away when I was about 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess I otherwise, yeah, immigrant stories are, are the stories of coming over are, I feel much less directed to uh I mean connected to yeah um but it pretty much all starts through New York and yeah and a lot of my family is still there
0: yeah that's really cool Yeah. yeah it's it's interesting as you're telling your story like it there are so many similarities
1: yeah
0: um between stories that my bubby has told me, being young and and Polish, and kind of having this, like, this aggressive shift so quickly, and, like, the immigrant mentality, or, like, not even mentality, but, like, survival mode of having to work so hard, and, like, you're talking about your great-grandfather, and, like, how hard-working he was, and, Those are like very similar stories that my bubby would tell me and that for her, like she also, they were very poor and had to like work at her middle school that she was in order to pay to go to the middle, you know, like Mm, be a janitor at her middle, middle school as a student. Um, so I feel like that's part of the like kind of needing to survive in a new place and find your grounding.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel my, yeah, I wonder, I'm trying to think if I should speak about somebody else or, because it feels so fragmented and it's interesting how, like, um, you know, I have the basic, um, rough timelines of, like, when in the 20th century people have come from different places to America, what they did, um, my, um, father's father's family, um, the... Zaretsky's, they're all printers and they all, mm. um, own, they all worked for their father who came from Russia in the Lower East Side at like print shops. I mean, they had a print shop and then when they became 16, 17, they kind of all started their own print shops. Yeah. So it was a set of four brothers who all had like competing, uh, printing companies and services. <laughs> and then still like to this day, some of them are retired, some, or not, and have spread throughout New Jersey, New York, and then Florida a lot, pretty much like snowbirds now in Florida. Yeah. Um, but I never really got to hear about, um, I guess I, I don't really, yeah, that kind of, that history stops in, in Lori Side. Right. Like, I don't know much about um, their father coming over, yeah. but um, I guess... I've been thinking about knowing that I want to answer this question of what it means to be American, and what's been really sitting with my he- in my head. Um, I think a lot about the American dream,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how um, I both feel that um, immigrant people coming from all over the world should be welcome in America, and should you know be seeking refuge, greater opportunity, connection with family. Um, you know, a happy life here and I want them to be welcome, but I also feel it's somewhat connected to this ideal that has been held so long that you can seek the American dream here. You can come from nothing mm. and then work hard and build yourself up to something or your children will. And that kind of saddens me right now because I don't feel, I just feel it's so false. Like I don't feel that. Yeah. And it's so such, it's so rooted in capitalism that, you know, you are given nothing but if you're a hard worker then you earn what you deserve
0: yeah
1: and that you there is a possibility to become better um and you know be able to like the harder you work then there is like prosperity and like you know there's a future for you here and um i don't i don't really feel that that's the case or that should be the case. Like, I I feel that we should all have, like, as, you know, as far as your mention of, like, healthcare, or just, like, basic life benefits that um, it's not like if you're unable to work or fit into the system that then you're, like, left for dead. Um, and I also don't know. I think we live in such a classist world where um, y- you might work really hard. You might have two, three jobs. And that doesn't mean you know, you're on to becoming an entrepreneur. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm, I know the American dream has been like a false and a mirage and dead for quite some time. I mean, I haven't like read into to see like when a legitimate shift has happened, right. Right. <laughs> but, um, I don't, you know, there is obviously people immigrating here with this kind of false promise sure. and, you know, there might be better countries. I, don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, there definitely are, because right? I think this place is so flawed, But, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like that's something I wanted to bring up in conversation. And this is, I feel so lucky and I've had such a privilege to not consider or reflect on myself as whether I am or not American, because I guess I'm, you know, several generations living here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel that I am regardless of any like, um, true connection or tie to wanting to make that claim, like, I am American and proud. Um, but for for those seeking to have the identity of being American, like I think there's some sadness in in that mm-hmm. quest or desire based on you know, I mean, it's not that great here totally. for everybody. Or there's, you know, making America great again, there for so many people it was never great. Exactly. And I just I feel like that should be acknowledged.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I wish there was a way to include that in the conversation for for those seeking to live here. I don't know. I mean totally. of course it could be better than elsewhere. There's always something better, there's always something of course. worse.
0: Of course. But um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is like a really important thing to acknowledge and I think thinking about yeah like what you were saying kind of the privilege of being able to just like like yeah of course I'm American like my family you know I'm like my family has been here for generations like I never had to ask the question of like do people see me as American like I never had to ask that question as like living in like a white body Mm -hmm. and it makes me really saddened because I think especially now that we have a president who is so open about doubting people's right to be somewhere as a result of their race, um, is so heartbreaking and and so unfair because, yeah, a lot of people don't get that privilege of being able, like, even if they are, have been in America for generations, don't get the privilege that, like, them being American is a given like that they get questioned and they also don't get treated with respect by like authority in America for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that is so highly problematic in America right now. Um, and it's coming to the surface because I think there's like an opening, like it's like, because Trump is our president. Yeah. There's like a, He's kind of like, okay, everybody, all of you people who are racist and, you know, think that, you know, you're American if you're, like, white and have a certain amount of privilege and, like, you can come to the front and really speak your mind because I'm your president Mm -hmm. and I'll protect you. And that's such a dark thing, you know, because that's happening. And I think it's making people who have been in America... As Americans who have been born in America, not even addressing people who are immigrants, just to start with, people who are American mm-hmm. are not being treated as as if they belong here. Um, so to to then be like, okay, so that's not even sound. To then like extend like, well, what about like all the people who are incredibly hardworking and kind and intentional with their actions and like loving parents or loving like well I'm going to go into a quick segue because I have thought about this a lot Um, I'm a nanny and I am friends with a lot of people who are caretakers and are immigrants and I remember seeing a speech at one of the rallies um, that was televised of a caretaker who was a nanny and who was an immigrant Um, and Just talking and being like, you know, so many of the jobs that we do as people who um, came into America illegally, like the jobs that we're doing are these like incredibly important and challenging and challenging jobs like caregiving, which requires such an amount of empathy and presence. Yeah. And the fact that we have like, not just a president, but many people, many Americans, like people who are like, I'm an American who don't look at people with like the eyes of like, who is this human? It's like this person is an alien who's like you know causing problems You're like no, it's, this person is a human who's working hard because they weren't given the privileges that you were given and they're yeah doing this mm-hmm. like intentional compassionate work. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Is It's time. It's time.
1: Okay. Okay. We neither of us have phones, so we don't know when.
0: It's okay. No, talk to one another. Oh, talk we. I think yourself. we just
1: kind of got to an end, but um, yeah. one really great thing we both found out is that we both have Polish bubbies named Nettie.
0: Yes. That was. A, that, <laughs> I think. In conclusion, we both. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's thank you.